How's it going? It's fixing to be a lot better, man. Welcome to Dazed and Confused 33 and a Third. I'm Jarf, and with me this week is my former co-host and friend, Tierney Steele. Welcome, Tierney. That's me. Hello. Hello. So I'm really excited. This is going to be a really fun week. We've got some really choice minutes of Dazed and Confused. We are talking about track seven featuring Free Ride by Edgar Ah! Wintergroup. Yes. And it's just, it's some of the characters just getting picked up, getting ready for their night. They are excited about the potential action that awaits them and it starts uh, with just a little the little buttoning up of the previous scene where the party has gone kaplooey and (laughs) Pickford's mom complaining to her husband that they've decided to cancel their plans to make sure there won't be a party at their house. And and so you just see Pickford just sulking off in frustration. Which pays off later. It's like a little bookend. It's a nice bookend because it closes with some... The word doesn't get out immediately that the party is canceled. So you still have some would-be partiers showing up at the Pickford residence. And then <laughs> Frank opens up the door and... and it gets into the low-key ominous sounding <laughs> part of Free Ride as he just disappoints them and scares them off. So, so, so I, watching this section of the movie in isolation, on the whole, really enjoyed it because it's, it's no dialogue. It's just music cutting between the different scenes of people heading out for the night it's really just vibes. And so I thought it would be fun to talk about with you. And even in a scene with no dialogue, there are some neat little character moments. And I wondered if there was a moment that stood out to you. Could be good, could be bad, whatever Ooh. you're most interested to talk about. I think I'll I'll start with a good moment because it's the start of the like montage is... They cut, Pickford goes into his house and they cut to, I have, Mitch's. I was starting to say Wiley Wiggins. And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Baseball game. And they show, I mean, it's that perfect, the sky is darkening. The sun has set, but it's still perfectly light enough to see and walk around. And that just is summer to me. I mean, oh my goodness. Also, shout out to Harris Whittle's poem, Summer to Me. Uh, Very different vibe, very different vibe. But um, this this shot with the lights on, but you don't need them yet to see in the baseball diamond is just absolutely perfect. And I love it to death. And it is the perfect, you know, you said, oh, this is all vibes. And let me tell you, summer evening listening to Freeride is my vibe. I mean, I am sitting at my desk looking at a photo frame with pink chucks on it next to a South Pacific poster and a bunch of uh, old license plates. So (laughs) you could not have picked a more perfect section for me. Thank you. You're welcome. And I 100% agree about the aesthetics of that early summer evening, 
baseball game shot. It, it is one of my favorite shots in the movie. So I, I really appreciate that call out. And you said that free ride is your vibe, but I know that you didn't go to high school in the 70s. So one of the things that I've been asking all of my guests, because this is such a nostalgic movie, despite the director's intent, I think it's fun to have my guests look back on their own high school experiences. So I also wondered, if they made a movie about your high school days, Tierney, what would play (laughs) on the soundtrack in your version of this scene. So it's you heading out for your Oh, man. Well, I will say, you know, I did not go to high school in the 70s, but I did. I will quickly change it, then I swear I will answer your question. So I grew up in the same town that my mother grew up in, and her mother grew up in, and her mother grew up in, and her mother immigrated from Scotland as an infant, too. So, and we also joke that in Fairfield County, nothing ever changes. Like there are pictures of my great, great uncle in high school that could have been, I mean, like you change the type of sweater and it is exactly uh, the jocks did beer runs to the exact same place in Vista that my father's friends did beer runs to in 1974. So (laughs) I, I always embraced that vibe. And actually my senior years were very dominated by the fact that this movie had come out we all had the soundtrack. We were all obsessed. We all had it memorized. We all wanted to dress like this. We all wanted to be like this. And my senior year, they have that like song of the class, you know, like what, not your class song, but like, what's your favorite song for the class? And some hip hop thing that I don't even remember one, but low writer from this movie made a statistical showing <laughs> because so many of us were like, yeah, when I think back on high school, I'm like, what music was playing? Lowrider was one of the songs that played. So uh, that, it's a little bit of a different feeling for me than I think a lot of people who are class of 2002 would say. But I would say, um, you, you asked me what song would play in the scene, and you'll be shocked to hear. I was very disappointed. I just mentioned I'm from Fairfield County. I'm from Connecticut. At some point on the soundtrack in the days to Confused of Tyranny Steel in high school, there has to be Dave Matthews Band. Because he was just like in the air <laughs> in Connecticut at that time. But I could not think of a song that fit this scene. This is the like going out, getting ready to go out, going, you know, gra- jumping in your friend's car, turn up the radio. What are you blasting as you drive over to? Burger City or Mel's Drive-In if you're American Graffiti or Top Notch if you're Dazed and Confused or Duchess if you're me. And the songs that came to mind were one that we actually did sing every time we went out was Out Tonight from the Rent soundtrack. Nice. (laughs) That, I don't know if I even like know how to put on eyeliner if I'm not singing that song. (laughs) (laughs) But since that is from a musical I was like okay I gotta I gotta come up with something and I was looking through and I was like what is a song that we would like play and get pumped to and I came up with you I came up with um pretty fly for a white guy by the offspring ouch (laughs) let's face it that's a fun song like that is a song you can jump into a car with your friends and all sing very loudly um and then there were a couple um 
no doubt songs like different people is about like all these different people coming together which fits you know all the different characters we're seeing um sunday morning by no doubt is one of my favorite songs of all time it has a really great driving beat so i was like that could work here but I don't have a good answer but hopefully I have now gotten many many songs stuck in your listeners head (laughs) that should be plural hello can you hear me and someone has joined us welcome Ah! Megan Coleman hello hi Megan hi Charity how are you hi Char whoops hey water awesome (laughs) it's okay like a pro like a pro i just got to make an offspring reference so welcome you're here just in time to save everybody from my terrible music taste um girl yeah spotify helped me rediscover s club seven so i i would say like you're doing okay yes reach for the stars yes (laughs) great song yes Okay, so I will let Jarf greet you. Sorry. (laughs) Listeners who don't know, I have co-hosted podcasts with both Megan and Jarf. So, I yeah, it's like old home week for me. (laughs) It is. And for me, too. And I I knew what I was signing up for. So no one should be apologizing. (laughs) Everyone should feel welcome. We're going to continue to have fun. Megan, we did. We started the party without you, but it's just it's just kicking into full swing it's, now. It's all good. It's all good. So welcome. And before you joined us, Tierney was just sharing. She shared a moment that stood out to her from the film. It's the the start of the baseball game, and then we were talking about okay, if they made a movie of your high school years. This is where Tierney's terrible musical taste came in. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) Terrible slash awesome. (laughs) So I want to address two quick points that Tierney made that, sorry, Megan, you didn't hear. It's all fun. And then pose the same question to you. So first of all, you mentioned Lowrider and the petition that you did in high school to make that uh, your (laughs) class song. And I love that story. Full disclosure, this actually came up in our previous <laughs> podcast project because Eric Burden from War sang a song on the soundtrack to Joe versus the Volcano, which is the movie that we covered in our previous podcast, Joe versus the Minute. And I love that you had that experience of going to high school because I'm a little bit older than you. This came out when I was in college, uh, so I didn't have that going through high school years with seeing this on screen or on video and having it kind of fold back in time and inform how I was living my high school life. So that's kind of cool. And then (laughs) I have to address the offspring issue. Now... Pretty Fly for a White Guy it is a song that makes me roll my eyes, but I think in a way, and maybe I'll get some hate mail for this, but I think that it, it shares some common ground with Free Ride because they are both radio-friendly commercial songs that are just fun and and. You turn it up when you're in the car. I just happen to be very into 
the punk scene at the time that that offspring hit was huge. And so Mm -hmm. I have these really calcified opinions against it, but I think it could very easily be just one of those jams that it's, as you described, that it's just fun to listen to with your friends. I would like to state for the record, not only is Pretty Fly for a White Guy nowhere near the offspring's best song, it's nowhere near the best song on Americana. I mean, there are some amazing songs that band has made. That whole album, I'm telling you, you just put it on and you will be transported. They they have made some great songs. That is just the one that dominated pop culture waves for a while. So I totally understand if that, like, if you do not have fun memories of that song, it would be super obnoxious. I I totally get that. I just, when I was trying to think of like, what did everyone know the words to? <laughs> well, I've talked about this before. And sorry, Megan, we'll let you jump in in a minute. But uh, but I mean, you were late, so you're in the penalty box. It's all good. <laughs> Just, <laughs> the, the director, when he chose songs for this soundtrack, he made an effort to not make it retroactively hipper and cooler than what he thought kids at this time would have realistically been listening to in these situations and whatever a lot of people were listening to. And so there was a lot of common ground and just enjoying those big jams. Speaking of big jams, hi, Mac. No, just kidding. No, and I, I, can I just apologize? Because I just realized I wrote down the wrong time. I thought we were going to meet half an hour later. So I apologize that I can't even like show up on time. You know what? It fits the vibe of Daisy. I mean, I guess it's true. Very well. I just show up like half an hour in. All right, all right, all right. Well, let me, let me pull you into this, Megan. (laughs) So we've been talking a lot about music. Specifically, I asked Tierney and I would like to ask you if they made a movie like this of your high school years what song would play on the soundtrack in your version of this scene well first off would be a football game and not a baseball game okay because my school didn't really care about baseball we cared about football and soccer oh so it could have been a soccer game too and it probably would have been 70s rock probably aerosmith i moved to my bit of new hampshire when i was in seventh grade but a lot of my friends who were here for fifth grade had mrs tallarico as their fifth grade teacher who is steven tyler's sister so we were all kind of like so i very very quickly became obsessed with aerosmith because everyone else up here was very already obsessed with aerosmith and there'd probably be some led zeppelin thrown in there too because we just thought like stairway to heaven was like the song that every we had to play at every school event somehow some way and there's probably some free bird, just because, you know, free bird. Um, and the other one it could be would be If I Leave Here Tomorrow by Leonard Skinyard. Skid. Oh my God. <laughs> right? Yes. Because I don't know what it was about. Like, so I graduated high school in 2002. Tiernet's probably around your neck of the woods, yep. too. We're, we're same year, and yet we both were children of the 70s. Probably why we ended up doing a podcast about MASH together. Probably, because I was just going to say, like, I do recall bell bottoms coming back and stuff when we were in high school. And both oh, yeah. my parents being mortified that the 70s were back. Oh, my father sat me in a chair and was like, Tierney, no, the 70s were the time that taste forgot. Yes! And then he analyzed the words to those were the days, my friends, and like made me, he didn't make me write an essay about it, but like it was implied 
that this was not as cool as I thought it was. Yes, and my parents are 10 years apart, just about. So my mom, my dad, 70s, is very much this kind of 70s. Like, Leonard Skinner, you know, like, Aerosmith, like, George Harrison, like, very much rock. And my mom's, like, Barry Manilow and the Osmonds. And, like, gotcha. totally different. Listeners, Megan's dad is definitely at this baseball game with a beer. He's probably there with a beer, and he has pot, but he's waiting for the right people to show up, is my hunch. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> because from what I gather, from what I know about my dad in the 70s, which as his daughter, I probably don't know like 95% of it, there was pot involved. <laughs> and a whole yeah. lot of... My dad once told me the film Outside Providence was him yes. in the 70s if he was in high school, except he was in college. Yes. Oh, Jarf, Outside Providence oh. is a great movie of this era. I don't know if you are aware of this. No, I haven't seen it. You will fall in love with Amy Smart. <laughs> if you are not already, you will, you will by the end of that movie. You will. Um, it's impossible not to. Um, I would I would highly recommend if you are if if you are hosting or listeners, if you are listening to a podcast about Dazed and Confused, track down Outside Providence because you will probably like it. You <laughs> probably will. It has a really good cast too. Um, mm-hmm. the Rhode Island accents are sometimes questionable at best, but you know. How many people know a Rhode Island accent? I mean, let's be fair, yes. (laughs) Well, cool. Cool. So, so Megan's dad is at the baseball game (laughs) and, and I dig that. And we, we see many of the characters just in these two odd minutes. And it made me wonder, and I want to ask you both, starting with you, Megan, which of the characters did you think was the most like you as you were in high school and which was the least like you. Ooh. Oh, is it? Okay. So I watched it for the first time the whole way through last night. Whoa. Sweet. Yeah. So I, I realized after I said Jarvis us on and I was like, Oh yeah, I'd love to do it. That I'd only probably seen random bits and pieces on cable television, like TBS or TNT or whoever the heck had the rights at the time. Um, so I, I watched it through. So I have to admit, I'm probably not the best at names, but who was, was it, was it, was it Michelle? Was that M- Mala Josevich? The chick from Resident Evil? Yeah. That's like painting the statue. Yeah. Yep. I, she's, yeah, maybe her a little bit. Maybe. I don't Why know. are you so much cooler than me, Megan? I wouldn't say, well, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's rephrase this. That's who I would like to think I was in actuality. <laughs> I was probably a lot more geeky and I hated high school. I was ready to get the hell out of there, but I tried to fake it till you make it right. And I was kind of into the artsy stuff. I was a total theater geek. So you wanted to be Michelle. You wanted to be, I wanted to be Michelle. Spooky, quiet guitar girl. Yeah. I said I probably could never play guitar, but I'm not that kind of musically inclined, but I was kind of shy. I mean, I had my small group of friends you know, we caused our, we kind of stayed yeah. under the radar, you know, for the most part. There was the time in prom where we rigged prom court so that at least one of the non-popular kids would get on. That was kind of fun. And it worked? <laughs> it actually worked. So, like, I think there was, like, 15 or 20 of us who ended up deciding to do this. Courtney, our friend Courtney came up with the idea. And we pulled, out of everyone who was going to do this, we pulled, 
like a what a boy's name you know boy and a girl and we all agreed we that's who we'd vote for so it was like me and this kid mm-hmm. who i can't remember his name who was very nice though and we all agreed that for because our high school didn't do like it was literally night of prom like you just wrote on a slip of paper who you thought should be prom king and queen and then like the top people obviously were king and queen and then there were like three runners up i think hmm. for court because we're sm- like i had 700 kids in my whole high school with staff, all four classes. It was a pretty small rural high school. So I somehow ended up on prom court. And <laughs> so did this other guy who I can't remember your name. If Aww. you happen to be listening, you were very nice. And <laughs> our class, so the junior class always puts on prom at my high school. And then the se- it's junior, senior prom, but the juniors put it on every year. And I remember that our class, because we were seniors, that's who got on prom court. We thought They thought this was hilarious. This was like... We get the joke. This is great. This is hilarious. We love it. Like, go you guys. The junior class was super pissed. So they they made it so the next year you had to vote ahead of time. And you had to, like, get on a ballot. Okay, New York City mayoral. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, good, good for you. But that was, like, my probably most rebellious moment. <laughs> In high school, with like, and it was getting onto prom was court. On prom court. Which is kind of ironic in a way, but like for somebody yeah. who really hated high school but yet wanted to still be accepted, you know, it's all good. Mm-hmm. I I have to admit, Jarf, when you said what character are you, and I looked at all these people, and I looked at all the lines I had memorized, I am one hundred percent the three geeks in the car who like <laughs> don't know where the party is, but are just gonna hang out and drive around together, and like even. When um, it's Cynthia, when Cynthia goes to pick up the guy, she leans over and unlocks the door. And I was, I did not have power locks in my high school car. And I remember friends acting like it was the, and I didn't have power windows. And they were just like, oh my God, rolling down the window is so hard. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, so when she leans over and unlocks the door, I was like, I was already kind of leaning that way. And then like, it shows them, you know, just singing along uh i think it's mike in the back is like pretending to drum and she's like kind of like not dancing but moving and i so i was like yeah that seems like about 90 percent of weekend nights when i was in high school exactly (laughs) once once i got my license it was like yep that's it that's what we did we had nowhere to go i don't think i ever went to like a high school part you know like capital letters high school party like using the they did happen I know because I would get, I took Italian and Jamie Lynn every Monday morning or Lindsay in history would be like, hey, why weren't you at Kevin's last night or on Friday night? And I'm like, because no one told me Kevin was having a party or why weren't you hanging out at the river? I'm like, because I don't know where the river is. No one has ever taken me there. <laughs> so, so, so me and my friend Jamie I don't know where around. the river is. <laughs> no, there, it was I like know. A, you don't know the yeah, hangout by the yeah, river. Yes. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> Thank so, Charity, what kind of car were you driving in high school? I was driving a 1986 Jack. <laughs> so you're cooler than these. The greatest car in the world. The greatest car. I love it so much. Someday when I have the money to buy a car just because I want it, not because I need a means of transportation, I will get another one because I miss that car. It was a beater. I hope that you have a picture of it, and I would love it if you share it in our group. I have many pictures. Uh, Please remind me when this airs. I would be happy to. It had been my aunt. Uh, Please notice I mentioned I was class of 2002 driving this (laughs) 1986 car. So my aunt always, every time I met, put up a picture or something, I'm like, I love this car. And she's like, I loved her first. (laughs) (laughs) It's a testament to the movie 
that there are so many rich characters that you can see a little bit of yourself in in one or many of them. And I have a little anecdote related to Michelle and painting the kiss makeup on the statue. Mm. Both a behind-the-scenes movie story and a personal vandalism story. (laughs) Yes. So the movie won first. So the statue she's painting was from in front of the savings and loan. There's a deleted scene where you see them stealing the statue. But what that story came from and was originally intended to be was a Ronald McDonald statue. So Mm. a friend of the director actually stole a Ronald McDonald statue and uh, I've seen like a picture on Like the one that sit Twitter. on a bench? <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, and perfect. painted the Kiss makeup on the Ronald McDonald. So, oh, <laughs> you know. That would be hilarious. The, yes, the picture is amazing. And once it tied into McDonald's, it reminded me of my favorite college vandalism story. And I've actually been messaging uh, some college classmates to reminisce about this today. So the McDonald's in our town burned down. Everyone was fine. So that's not sad. (laughs) And we took the opportunity to salvage one of the big golden arch metal signs from the McDonald's. And I just stashed it at my apartment for a few weeks. And then one time me... Otter and Leah were hanging out, sitting out on the porch. I've got the McDonald's golden arches there. And Leah asked me what my plans for the arch were. And I said that my vision was to plant it in the grass in front of one of the dorms on campus. So she said that she really dug it and she wanted in. And this is where our text exchange about this today took a turn because she, this was one of her clearest and fondest memories of college, she said. And she said specifically when she said she was in and asked when I plan to do it, I told her, you'll know when it's time. (laughs) And then one night at two o'clock, I called her out of the blue and just said, it's time. (laughs) And so uh, we got together, we loaded up the arches in her car as best we could. Couldn't even get the hatch closed because it was too big. So we drove to campus. She's holding the hatch closed and Otter didn't want to be in the car with us because he didn't want to get busted. So we just rendezvoused there on campus and then we all planted it. We all got our pictures taken with it. And, and the, the legend lives to this day. That's my McDonald's vandalism story. And what were people's reactions to it on campus? Did anyone like... They were sadly muted. So <laughs> what was not opportune about the fact that I chose this night to be the time is the next day was a holiday. So most of the campus was cleared out. <laughs> And and they they got those arches out of there too quickly for it to cause that much of a stir. But we still had our fun, you know. Yeah. I mean, apolitical vandalism is always dumb, but 
that doesn't mean it's not fun. <laughs> I really like this vandalism also because you said the McDonald's burned down. So it feels like a victimless crime. It's not. Like, obviously McDonald's owned those arches, but feels like a victimless crime. Which I like, I listened to the podcast, um, Grift Horse. Uh, that Howard Kramer and Megan, I don't remember her last name, do. And every so often she'll be like, shoplifting. She calls it something else, but it is shoplifting from a chain. She's like, well, it's a chain, so, you know, no one's getting hurt. And I'm like, someone runs that store. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So I like this because it truly, it really does embrace the best of both, uh, potential, both sides of the vandalism are enjoyable to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like like what is the worst thing that happened you inconvenienced a landscaper like i mean that's it yes some landscaper the next this. morning is like god damn kid <laughs> yes yes that is perfect and let's face it if you work for a college you have to kind of expect that at some point things like this will just happen yes you might not know exactly what's going to happen you might not have expected planted golden arches but You can't be too shocked. (laughs) I appreciate that. And, and thank you for taking the time to, for my college reminiscence. I I figure I'm inviting my guests to reminisce. I might as well share some low key embarrassing stories myself. And (laughs) uh, so we've mentioned here and there you two previously did a podcast together. Tierney and I did a podcast together uh, on which Megan was a guest. That's why I knew what I was in for tonight. <laughs> and I wanted to make sure before we wrapped up, I gave you some space uh, to plug anything that you wanted to plug. I'll let Tierney go first since she did show up on time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I, I'm going to plug something not for myself really quickly. I mentioned a podcast I listened to. I also listened to the podcast Effectively Wild, which is about baseball. And uh, one thing that did not come up in talking about this clip is Tim Lincecum, who is the pitcher on the Giants who looks exactly like Wiley Wiggins in this film. So a couple years ago, or I guess it's a few years ago now, uh, he exploded on the scene and everyone said, wow, he looks exactly like the kid from Dazed and Confused who is a pitcher. And so now I cannot watch this movie without thinking of him. And Effectively Wild is a great podcast if you are interested in baseball, uh, especially the stats side and things. For myself, I will plug onesteelsister.com, O-N-E-S-T-E-E-L-E-S-I-S-T-E-R. That has links to all my shows with my various podcast hosts. My guest appearances, including this one, and I don't know when, but at some point soon, it will include a link to buy my book, which is a novel about teenagers, their last night before they split up to go to college in their hometown. So it was inspired by American Graffiti, but so was the movie Dazed and Confused. So if you enjoy that genre, that will be available for sale soon slash is available now question mark <laughs> publishing is hard it turns out <laughs> nice but i cannot think of more of a more perfect tie-in to to the vibes of this movie so so yeah. congratulations on that and thank you for sharing that and megan how about you what would you like to share with our listeners um go visit your public library and be nice to the librarians (laughs) (laughs) 
that's an important PSA. It's an important PSA. As a librarian, I would just like you to know that I don't I I don't make decisions about whether the library opens and closes or the hours, but I'm more than happy to help you figure out what that blue book that has a fairy and maybe takes place in a forest that you read that when you were 12, which book that was and if we can get it for you. Yes. That remember <laughs> folks that that Really cool, yet somewhat quiet and shy, and a little bit spooky girl from your high school is now all grown up, and she's the librarian, and she deserves to have a nice day. So support your local library. There you go. Well, Megan and Tierney, it's been a blast as always. Thank you so much for coming and guesting tonight. Do we sing the song for the outro? You can, yes. <laughs> Do it. Better not there, not there. I'm so close to a drum, you guys. You have no idea how lucky you are. I can't reach it from here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's classic. Not to worry. There's a new fiesta in the making. Join us at the Moon Tower. Our Facebook listeners group. Until next time, just keep living, man. L I V I N. The Scavengers Network. Creator driven, community focused, treasured content.